Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Sota Daf Lamed Beis. We are holding on Daf Lamed Beis. We are holding at the very beginning, about to begin the seventh parak of Masech Sota. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Lander, in honor of his wife and children, and Lila Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom. It's also sponsored by Vishay Elishav Newman in honor of our entire shul. It is also sponsored by Daniel Goldstein in memory of his father, Ivan Goldstein, Yitzchak Leib, Ben Mordechai Alevi, and his eighth yard site, which is tomorrow. We thank all the sponsors very, very much for the sponsorship. So what we're going to do in this uh, mission, the mission is going to identify these seven different items uh, that have to be said, but can be said, that even though there's a recitation involved, the recitation can be said in any language, and then it's going to go through a list of eight different items that need to be recited specifically in Lashna Kodesh. The mission is then going to elaborate a little bit on Mikra Bikurim, on Chalitza, on the, the recitations involved in these things, and it's going to elaborate a lot on the brachos and klolos of Har Grizim and Har Evel, exactly how it played out, who stood where, who said what, what they did following the recitation of the brachos and the klolos. Then on Amud Beis, the Gemara is going to give the source for the idea that the Parsha Sota could be said by Kalashon. That's why we're having this entire Mishnah, because there's a recitation involved in Sota. So uh, we, once we're talking about Sota being said by Kalashon, we mention everything that's said by Kalashon, everything that's said only Bilashon HaKodesh. So we're going to give the source for the idea that Sota could be said by Kalashon, and we're also going to uh, identify the content of the conversation. What exactly is said, what exactly is meant by what is said in the, uh, the recitation of the Sota. Then the uh, Gemara is going to move on to Vidoy Meiser. Where do we know that Vidoy Meiser could be said? from What's the source for that? And the Gemara is going to use Vidoy Meiser as a basis for the idea that when a person is speaking about their own Shevach, their own praises, they should do so Bekal Namuch. They should do so in a quiet voice. But when a person is speaking about their Gnus, and the Gemara is going to have to uh, specify what exactly we mean by Gnus, but when a person is speaking about their Gnus, they should do so Bikol Ram. Uh, the Gemara is going to then have a machlokas about Kriyashma. Does Kriyashma said Bikol Lashon? Is Kriyashma only Bilushon HaKodesh? And what does each Shita uh, in Tanayim do with the Pasuk that seems to indicate otherwise? It seems to indicate like the other Shita. So let's begin the beginning of the parak Lamid Beis Amud Aleph. So Elun Amarim Bikol Lashon. The following things can be said in any which language. That is at least our Girsa, that is the Girsa that Rashi has, if you notice the first Rashi says Garsinon, that that's our gear. So why is that uh, Garsinon? Because if you look at Tosos, Bilashonam, not Bikalashon, but Bilashonam. Upirish Kol Adam Bilashono Shahu Shomeya. Meaning Tosos' problem with the Gears of Rashi is Bikalashon makes it sound like I can say uh, the, uh, the, the, the these items in Swahili, even though I don't speak Swahili. No, it's Bilashonam. It's I could say it in English because I speak English. You have to say it in a language that you actually understand. So Bilashonam is a more accurate depiction of what, what the halacha is. Now, Rashi doesn't disagree with that. Rashi also holds you have to be able to understand, but he thinks that the phrase Bechalashon means, obviously, assuming that you understand that Lashon that you are, uh, that you are 
saying it in. And the Gemara is going to bring a makar for each of these items that we're about to say could be said b'chal lashon. Tosos Masech Megillah, Daf Yud Zayin, has an interesting point. He points out that we're going to have a machlokas in tomorrow's Daf, Daf Lamed Gimel, between Rebbe and the Chachamim, whether kola torukulos b'lashon ha-kodesh ne'emra or b'chal lashon ne'emra. What exactly is that machlokas? When it comes to the language that you're supposed to say, the parshios that need to be said, that have a mitzvah's kriya on, like all of these things we're about to identify, can they be said b'chal or can they or can they only be said b'lashon ha-kodesh? So what's going on over here, says Tosos, is that in, according to uh, when the Gemara brings the Makoros for those mitzvahs that could be said b'chal lashon, it's assuming like the shita that kala is b'lashon ha-kodesh namra. So if you assume that kala is b'lashon ha-kodesh namra, the default is that it's l'shon ha-kodesh. And you need a drasha to tell me that it's b'chal lashon. And when the Gemara brings uh, Makoros for those uh, for, for, uh, uh, for, for those mitzvahs uh, that could be said b'lashon Kodesh, then it's assuming like the other opinion that Kala Torah Kula is Bechala Shonemra, and we need a makar for the idea that Belashon Kodesh that these items have to be Belashon Kodesh. But anyway, so let's identify them. So these are the things that could be said not only in Lashon Kodesh but in any language. Parsha Sota, the things that the Torah tells us that the Kohen has to tell the woman before she drinks the uh, the Mei Sota, the Achronimar Medayik, from the fact that Rashi says that's what Parsha Sota refers to. That which the Kohen speaks to the woman, that clearly it's coming la afuke, the actual parsha that gets erased in the water. That has to actually be bilushon hakodesh. That there's no discussion about over here. We're talking about recitations. The Rashi writes in the Tshuva. Wait a second. She has to be taken shvur b'shem Hashem if it's going to be said b'chal So what kind of shem Hashem is that? So the Rashi writes that einachinami. The shem Hashem has to be bilushon hakodesh. That element of it has to be. The rest of it ha- could be bechal lashon rabbis. That's number one is parsha sota. Second one is vividoy meiser. That which is said in the fourth and seventh year of the shemitah cycle after a person has fulfilled his obligations and taken all the matanos that belong uh, to uh, to whoever meiser rishon to the levi meiser ani to the ani meiser sheni to bring to yerushalayim and eating it properly over there. So once you've accomplished all of that, you've taken care of whatever leftover meiser ani is in your house and you've given it to the ani. Whatever leftover my shenis in your house, you brought it to your shaim and all of that. So then you say a vidui, a special vidui in front of the uh, the ribbon shlolam that you're mekayim uh, everything that uh, that the Torah requires of you. What does it mean uh, that you say lefnei Hashem? So pashtus lefnei Hashem always means in the Beis HaMikdash. The Rambam in Hilchus Meisusheni, Perikid Aleph, writes that Bismana Bayis Lichat Chila, it needed to be said in the Beis HaMikdash. It says V'yamarta lefnei Hashem alukecha. But the Rambam says, if you didn't do it in the base of Mikdash, you're still Yotzei, because Lefnei Hashem is just the mitzvah min The Ravid disagrees. He says, Mechites, it's only the mitzvah min It says Lefnei Hashem, it's got to be in the base of Mikdash. That's where one recites this Vidu uh, Meiser. So you say that you fulfilled everything that the Torah requires of you, and you could say that in any which uh, language. The, uh, the Rishonim already, and some of the, and, and the Achronim much more so, are, struggle with why it's called Vidu Meiser. If you look at the 
content of what you say, you basically say, I've done everything properly. You say, I did everything. I didn't forget anything. I fulfilled all the mitzvahs. It doesn't sound like a vidui at all. So the Sforno writes, no, but the very idea that all of these matanos go to anybody else except for the Bechorim, that really it should have been uh, the the Bechorim were the ones that should have been doing the Avodos in the base of Migdash, and therefore they should have been ones that should have been entitled to the matanos. And it's only because of, of our sins that that had to be transferred to Kohanim and Levim. And therefore, it's a vidui from a collective uh, Klal Yisrael sense that, uh, that our sins led to a change in the plan of where, uh, where, where these, uh, these items go. Others suggest, I think of Salve, they say in the name of Salvechik, that vidui means an honest assessment, that a person has to be able to take an honest look inside of themselves. That very often, we spoke about yesterday in the Drasha, very often we're not so good at assessing ourselves. And we think we always have all sorts of defense mechanisms to explain why our mistakes weren't really mistakes and we really did everything right. And uh, vidui is hard. Vidui means that a person has to honestly look at themselves. So, and sometimes that means identifying what we've done right also meaning if a person is able to give an honest assessment even when we do things right and uh, they'll be able to give an honest assessment when he does things wrong, wrong also that's all considered a vidoy in a certain sense then a third pass a third uh, thing a third item that could be said Kriyashma, the three parshios of, uh, of Shema, could be said b'kalash. And the Rambam writes in Hilch's Kriyashma Perik Beis that someone who says it in another language, he still has to be medaktek seha, because uh, the, the Gemara Dashan is from the possibly Madatem, that it has to be a Kriya Tama, that it has to be a complete Kriya in a, in a uh, complete way. So if one is going to say Kriyashma in English, the Rambam says that one has to say it in the Queen's English. One has to say it perfectly, with perfect diction. That's the way. Uh, uh, Kriyashma is meant to be said in whichever language one is going to say uh, Kriyashma. Now it happens to me, we pass in Karvalo, Diktik Yoseha, you yod say the mitzvah of Kriyashma. And so people uh, gave me some uh, some feedback. I kept on uh, saying over from Rabbi Reisman that in the first uh, word of the, of the first parish of Kriyashma, via hafta, that if you say via hafta, then you're not Yotze Kriyashma because via hafta means and you loved. Via hafta means and you should love. That the Mila El Milra really matters. So someone pointed out to me, but but, but it says Karavalo Diktik Bosioseha that you Yotze Kriyashma, even if you're not Medaktik Bosioseha. Yeah, that's when it doesn't change the meaning of the word. But if it changes the meaning of the word, then you're not Yotze. And over here, it actually changes the meaning of, uh, of the word. Meaning if you read it B'chal Lashon, you can't just say anything B'chal Lashon, you have to say a precise translation. So it has to be the, the actual words, the actual meaning that HaKadosh Baruch Hu intended. Anyway, Utfila, Tfila also, the Nusach of the Shemon Esrei, that the Anshei Knesset HaGadola uh, were misakin, that we say three times a day, can also be Bechal Lashon. Um, the, uh, the Gemara is going to tell us that that's Dafka when it comes to a Tzibur. But a Yachin has to, has to be Mispal Dafka B'Lashon HaKadosh. And the Mishabur and Simon Kof Aleph uh, pairs that down a little bit. He says, even the Tzibur, the Mitzvah Minamuvchar is to Say a Palashon Belashon Akodesh and the Khsam Sofra has a chuva in Orachaim Sim Pedalid where he says that yeah, and the fact that the Mishnah allows Davening Belashon Bekalashon is Dafka Ba Akra'i, but it's an Isur Gomer to do that Bekvius. Of course, the Khsam Sofer is dealing with uh, with the reform and all of those inroads, and therefore he's trying to say that that's uh, even though they have a Mishnah to, to point to, to to change some of the Tfilos into uh, into the language, the spoken language, he says they have no Mishnah. 
point. And the Mishnah is telling us Ba'akra'i, one is allowed to do that, but Bekviyus, one is not allowed, one is not allowed to, uh, to do that. And then the fifth item on the list of Birch Samazan, the Nusach of the Bracha, the Anshay Knesset and Mesakim, to recite Birch Samazan, could also be Bekalashon, Bekalashon. And then the sixth one is Shvuasa Edus, a person who someone else uh, is Tovea, that he should say Edus for him about a particular uh, Misa that he's aware of. And he says, I don't know what you're talking about, I don't know any Edus. So he says, Yes, swear to me that you don't know any Edus. And he swears that he doesn't know any Edus. And then it turns out that he lied in, 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 in issuing that uh, Shavua and he really did know Edus. So he has to bring a Karbanola Viorev. So that Shavua that we're Mashpia him is Bekalashon Shu Maven. And then the seventh and final item on the list of things that can be said Bekalashon is a Shavua Sapikadon. A person who someone says, You have a Pikadon that belongs to me. And the fellow says, I don't have anything that belongs to you. And he makes him take a Shavua. So if he then admits later on that he had sworn falsely and that he really did have the pikadon, he, he pays a keren v'chomesh to the nigzal and he brings nasham gzelos to the base of Mikdash and that shavua that the mashpia him is bikal lashon. kodesh. But the following eight items must be said dafka b'lashon kodesh. Number one, mikra bikurim, when a person brings the uh, first fruits of his field to Yerushalayim, so the Kohen waves the fruits and puts them uh, in front of the Mizbeach HaChitzon, then the Bailam takes the peros and, uh, in, in his hands and he says uh, the, the, what, the, a particular parsha that the, Torah, that the Torah tells us that he has to, uh, that he has to say, right? Uh, the parsha of Arami Oviravi, right? That's the parsha that all Agada is based on. That's uh, mikra bikurim. And number, the second thing that said Bulashon HaKodesh, Chalitza, that when a Yavama says to the Beisdin that her uh, husband's brother is not interested in marrying her, so also Yavim to Hashar al-Zkenim v'omra, and she says, me'en Yavami lahakim lahachiv shem b'Yisrael, lo'ava yabmi, and the Cholet then says, lo'chafatzti l'kachta, and then she does the Chalitza, and she spits in front of him, and she says, so there's a whole back and forth, there's a whole conversation that has to happen. That conversation has to happen, Bilashon HaKodesh. And third, Brachos Uklalos. When Klal Yisrael came to Eretz Yisrael, they went to Argrizim and Arevel, and they had the Levim said, Brachos and Klalos. Brachos from those who are Mekayim the Mitzvahs, Klalos for those who are not Mekayim the Mitzvahs. And they were Mekabel, everything, with a Shavua. So the Nusach of those Brachos and Klalos have to dafka be said, Bilashon HaKodesh. Um, the the Shema Bilimudim raises the question that why is it that the Mishnah has to tell us what Lashon the uh, Levim said, the Brachos and Klalos, um, we're talking about something that already happened many, many, many years ago. We're not going back to meaning uh, I understand everything else. These are mitzvahs l'doros, but the rocks and clothes and Arabism are not mitzvahs l'doros. So he points out that we're going to see in the Gemara that most of the other things that have to be said by Lashon HaKodesh are derived from Arabism and Arabism. So uh, we want to get into the details of Arabism and We want to identify Arabism and Arabism because that's the source for many of the other items that are said by Lashon HaKodesh. Fourth item on the list, Birchas Kohanim. The three psukim of Birchas Kohanim, when the Kohanim of Revarich Liam is Bilashon HaKadosh. Birchas Kohen Gadol. After the Kohen Gadol finishes his Avod on Yom HaKippurim, he goes into the Azar and he reads from the Torah and he says eight brachos. And that's the Takan of the Anshak Nesagdola. Those brachos also need to be said Bilashon HaKadosh. And then uh, number six on, on the list, Uparsha Samelech. On Motsai Yom Tov Rishon of Sukkis in the eighth year, the year following Yishmita, 
all of the Jewish people, Anashim, Nashim, Vitaf, would gather in the Azar of the Beis Amikdash, and the king would read from uh, Sefer Tavarim to, uh, to the people. And it's very strongly points out, you know, if you look carefully at the description of Hakel, it never says that the king is the one that reads. It just says that the Torah is read. So it's very strong. The Mishnahis points out that even though it never says that the Mitzvah's Kriya is Mutal on the Melech, the Chachamim were Koveya, that the Melech should be the one to read it in order to give proper Kavod the Torah. But the implication is that if there is no Melech, uh, or Melech is unable to read it, that someone else who was Chashav, a Kohen Gadol, a Rosh Sanhedrin, someone else who was a universally recognized Chashav, a person, would be the person to read that, uh, but we call it Parshas HaMelech, because ideally it should be the Melech, even though the Torah never says that it has to be the Melech. And number seven, Parshas Egla Arufa, when you find a dead body in between two cities, you don't know who killed it, so the Zikanim of the closer city go down to the Nachal Eson, and they do an Arifa of an Eglas Bakar, and they have a recitation they're supposed to say, That's got to be said in Lashon HaKodesh. And number eight, Every Mulchama that Klai Yisrael go out to fight, whether it's Mulchama's Mitzvah or Mulchama's Rishos, there was a Kohen who was appointed as the Meshuach Mulchama who would go and give a pep talk and give a speech to, uh, to rally up the troops. Uh, we're going to have a whole parak called Meshuach Mulchama that just elaborates on, the, on these two words in the Mishnah. And uh, he, he tells them, Shema Yisrael Atem, Krev Mayom Lamulchama, you're about to fight a war, Al Yerech Levavchem, you should, you should be brave, you shouldn't be faint of heart, because HaKadosh Baruch who's with you, he's going to fight with you, my Veichel Mashiach So he gives them this whole, uh, this whole speech. It's not the only speech they got. There are other things in the Hemshech of the Parsha, there are other Pesukim that talk about who's exempt from the war, right? Right, etc. So we have all that, but that the pasuk says the shotrim say. So the Gemara on Mem Gimel in Parak Mashuach Mulchama is going to tell us that those pesukim are said Ali uh, the Kohen Mashuach, but then the shotrim repeated to the Am. I mean, the Kohen Meshuach says it to the Shotrim, and then the Shotrim repeat that to the Am. What we're identifying over here right now is the initial part of the speech, uh, which is said directly from the Meshuach Mulchama to the Am. So the question is, what about those Pesukim? Do they also need to be said to Lashon HaKodesh? So the Rashash writes, and Chaschinuch as well, that uh, the Tana over here says, Meshuach Mulchama B'Sha'ah Shemidaber El Am. That's the Lashon of our Mishnah. B'Sha'ah Shemidaber El Am. The only time he's Midaber El Am directly is is the initial speech. The following speech about uh, whoever's part of Mulchama, whoever uh, planted a vineyard or got married, uh, all of that stuff, that was not Medaber Am. That was to the Shotrim and then the Shotrim to the Am. So maybe that doesn't have to be Bilashon HaKodesh. That's the Ha'ara of the Rashash and the Minchas Chinuch. So now the Mishnah elaborates on some of these items. Mikra Bikurim Ketzad. How do I know the Mikra Bikurim has to be Dafka Bilashon HaKodesh? Because it says and and when it comes to the Brooks and Clothes, our Grizzmar Abel says, So, just like by our Grizzmar Abel, it's Bilashon HaKodesh, Avkan, so it's 
Mikrobikurim, it's Bilashon HaKodesh. Chalitza Ketzad. How do we know Chalitza needs to be Bilashon HaKodesh? Vyansa Vyamra, it says. Vilalanu Omer, and by Brachsu Klalos, it says, Vanu Elevim Vaamru. This is what I was referring to before. We said that many of the others are derived from Harakrizim and Harevel. And that's why we had to point out Harakrizim and Harevel. It says, Vanu Elevim Vaamru, Mala Alon, just like by the Brachsu Klalos, it's Bilashon HaKodesh. So Afkan, so too by the Nusuch of the Chalitza, it's Bilashon HaKodesh. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, you don't need a Gzair Shava from the Brachs and Klalas tell me that Mitzvah's Chalitza, that the Kriya of the Chalitza is Bilashon HaKodesh. You can learn it from the Parsha of Chalitza itself. It says, V'ansa V'amra, Kacha. So we darshan that Achetomar Bulashon Azeh. Kacha. It needs to be like this. So it's got to be Dafka in this language. It's not what the Pasuk really says. If you read the Vansavamra, Kacha Ye Asala Ish. This is what we do to the man who, uh, you know, it's described and it means the Misa of the Chalitza itself and the, and the spitting. But uh, that's one of the Mitzvahs uh, Shatar and Jash's bad is to put a Kama in the wrong place and to, uh, to read a Pasuk that way. You have Jashas like that all over Shas. So this this is, uh, this is how, how, how we're darshaning. So uh, the Mishnah explains how uh, the Hargrizimar uh, Evil, how the Brachos of Klalos worked on Hargrizimar Evil. The Mishnah is going to get into some detail. And in, uh, in the rest of the parak and in Prakim uh, that follow this to the end of the Masechta, we're going to go through uh, the, the, many of the mitzvahs that are mentioned in our Mishnah. We're going to go into detail about Birchas Kohanim and the Birchas Kohen Gadol and the Parsha Samelech and the Mishloch Melchama and the Egla Aruf. That's pretty much what the rest of this Mishnah sets the tone for the rest of the Masechta. So that's, that's pretty much where we go from here. Now, when it comes to Mikrobikurim and Chalitza, the Mishnah doesn't go into the great detail about how they do Mikrobikurim and how they do Chalitza, because there are many, many details, and they have their own Masechtas for that. There's a Masechta called Bikurim, and there's a Masechta called Yavamas. And the same is true when it comes to the things at the beginning of the Mishnah that could be said, the Kalashon, the Dinam of Sota, we already discussed. That's what the first uh, six prakim of this uh, of this Masechta were all about, were the Dinam of, uh, of Sota. Vidu Meiser, you have Masechta we have So we're not going to go into detail in the Mishnayis about the items that are already covered in other Mesechtas. The Mishnayis are only going to go into details about the items that aren't covered in other Mesechtas. So even though they're not Sota related, but there's no other Mesechta that deals with them, so that's why we go into some detail. So the Brachs and Kols, Hagrizim Areval, obviously there's no Mesechtas Hagrizim Areval. So we have to go into detail over here. Over here. So Brachs how did they uh, they do the brachos of klalos? So came and shavu Yisrael to say yarden when Klal Yisrael went over went through the yarden. Hayarden shavu Yisrael's yarden uval argrizim al areval and they arrived at argrizim al areval shabe shomron, which is uh, near the border of the shomron, the area of the shomron shabe tzad shchem shabe eitzel elone mora, which is near shchem next to elone mora. Those mountains are close to the city of shchem in the plains of mora. That uh, even though it doesn't mention shchem by the brachos and klalos. Elon Mora is Shechem. How do I know that? Shenemar, because the Pasuk in the Parsha of the Brachs of Klalos, when it describes the location of Hargriz Marevel, says, Halohema Be'ever Yardain, and it, it goes on to say, uh, it doesn't quote over here, but Achrei Derek Mava, Shemesh Beretz Akhrani Yoshev Barava Mul Gilgal. Eitzel Elone More, it says Elone More, Ula Lanu Omer, and the Pasuk in Bereshis says in Parshlach, Ve'avar Avram Ba'aretz Ad Mekom Shechem, 
Ad Elon more. So my Elon more Homer Lalon Shem, Af Elon more Homer Kan Shem. Just like Elon more over there in Safer Bracious is Shem, so to be here when it says Elon more, Beferish in the Pasuk, it must be a reference to Shem. So they got to these mountains. Shisha Shvatim Alul Rosh Hargrizim. So six of the Shvatim ascend Hargrizim. Shimon Levi Yehuda Yisachar Yosef Benyamin. That's what the Chumash tells us which which six it was. They they uh, they ascend Hargrizim. Uh, the uh, the, the Pashtus is that they go all the way to the top of the mountain. However, the Rishonim point out, it means they go on to the slope of the mountain they, because they have to still hear what's going on. So they have to be within earshot. So they're not all the way on the top of the mountain. And the other six go on top of Harevel. Reuven, God, Ushers, Vulun, Dal, and Naftali. And the Kwanim and the Levim and the Aron stand on the, in between the mountain, the valley between the new mountain, the, the two mountains, in the in the uh, the middle. Wait a second. The Levim were part of the group that went up on Har Grizim. It was uh, Shimon Levi Yehuda Yisachar Yosef Binyamin. So what does it mean that the Levim were Be'emsa? So even though Shevet Levi was on Har Grizim, the Gemara is going to say on Daflam and Zayin that according to Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov, only the Zikne Kwanim Levim stayed with the Aron in the valley, and the others, the younger people and the uh, the less Chashuvah people, were on the mountain. Uh, they, the rest of the Shevet was on Har Grizim. According to Rabbi Yoshia, anyone who was the Shares stayed Lamata, and everyone else was the Maila. So anyone who was able to serve as a Levi was Lamata, was in the valley, and everyone else from the Shevet. So the entire Shevet Levi was not in one place. It was split in some way or another. So the Kwanim would surround the Arun, and the Levim surrounded the Kwanim. And the rest of Kalisol were on these two mountains on either side. Shenemar, the Kalisol is kind of Vishoftov Omdim. And describes right that they had uh, half a Kalisol Hargrizim, half an Arevel, and a, rep, and, 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 and a group of Levim to, together with the Aron in the uh, in the center. So the Levim turned toward Hargrizim and they started with the Bracha. And then the Shvatim on both mountains answered Amen. Then they turned toward Har Evel and they started with the Klalos. And then both the Shvatim on Har Grizim and the Shvatim on Har Evel until they completed all of the Brachsu Klalos. And then the Bnei Yisrael brought the Avanim that they took from the Yardin, like the Torah said they're supposed to take these Avanim from the Yardin. Ubanu as 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 and they built a mizbeach on uh, on on Har Evel. Um, the uh, the the uh, the, the Iun Yaakov writes that the reason they built a mizbeach dafka on Har Evel as opposed to on Har Grizim is in order to be mechaper for the Arurim that uh, that were said toward Har Evel. And also Har Grizim had a the the, the uh, had a maila that uh, the brachos were said Har Evel didn't. So we're trying to make it up to Har Evel to sort of even things out, says the Iun Yaakov. So that's why they uh, they built this mizbeach on Har Evel. Visadu besid and they, uh, they 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 put uh, uh, plaster on it so that they could write you know a white background they could write on it for Kosovo love called Torah and they wrote out the entirety of the Torah Ramban in Sefer Devarim quotes from Sadiagon that it doesn't mean they wrote out the entirety of the Torah it means that they wrote out the Taryag Mitzvos 
that the Tayyag Mitzvah, so these are our responsibilities, so that's a uh, symbolic of the entirety of the Torah, but they didn't actually write out the entirety of the Torah. But the Ramban himself says, no, they wrote out the entirety of the Torah from Bereshis until Le'ene Kol Yisrael. And he says, these must have been gigantic stones, or it was Meisenisim, um, that they were able to do this. Tos Yomtev writes that that which they wrote uh, in, in Targum L'Shiv Lashon Biyom uh, Echad is also Meisenisim. Because uh, they wrote, Kasvala is called the Shivim Lashon. What rocks are big enough to write? Bishivim Lashon. So Ramban says it must have been Mycenaean, but they wrote the whole thing. Bishivim Lashon. And as the Tosiyam adds, the fact that they were able to write the whole thing Bishivim Lashon in a single day is a Mycenaean. The whole thing is a Mycenaean. Shinamar, because the Pasuk says, Be'er Hetev. It says, V'chasafta al-Avanim. It's called the Torah Zos. Be'er Hetev. So Be'er Hetev means in, in a way that everyone can understand it, no matter what language you speak. And then V'natulas Havanim, then they uh, took these uh, these stones, Uva'u V'lanu B'mekoman. And they brought it uh, near uh, to, to Gilgal, near the Yarde, where they set up, set up the stones again and then they went to sleep in Gilgal. That's where they spent that night. Okay, so now the Gemara says, Parsha Sota Minolan. How do I know that Parsha Sota could be said by the Kohen to the woman in whichever language? Because the Pasuk says, V'amara Kohen Li'isha. Pasuk says, V'amara Kohen Li'isha. So we darshan that B'kalashan, Shu Omer, it's V'amara, whatever the language he wants to say it in, as long as he speaks the language. Tanara Abundance so the Brisa elaborates, Mashmino so B'kalashan, she shoma'as, she has to be able to understand it. Almahi shows what she did that's causing her to have to drink this this water. Ubamehi shows what type of clee she's going to have to drink the water in. Almanitmes, what types of actions caused her to to do these averos in the first place that brought her to Tum? I mean, what people don't do an avera that big in a vacuum. There there are other things that were going on in their life already that brought them to that kind of avera. Ubamehi nitmes, and what sort of tuma the mayim is going to be. Bodek. Not any uh, act of Bia will the mind necessarily be Bodek. And the Brisi elaborates. What is the answer to all these questions? Why does she have to drink this? Because the husband was Makanir and then she had a stira. What does she have to drink in? She needs to drink in a Klicheres, uh, right? We learned back on Daf Tezvav that it's got to be Klicheres Chadash and how we derive that from the Psukim. Good. So when, why it is that she, uh, that, that because she, Mida Kenegan Mida, right? We learned back uh, earlier Daf or something, right, where she uh, gave the guy in nice kalim, so she drinks from an ugly kli, from a kli cheres, almanitmes, what caused her to, uh, to, 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 uh, to experience this tumah? Aliske schok, vialdus, that she acted in a childish way, right, that's also, we learned back on Dav Zayin, that when we tell her, we say, we understand what, what you did that led you to this. Harbe yayin osa, harbe yaldus osa, so if you were saying we understand what the, 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 the context within which you did this is a sense of tremendous immaturity. And what does it mean? That uh, whether it was shogeg or mezid, that if she was nitmes b'shogeg because she thought her husband was dead, then the mayim is not going to be bodek. If she was nitmes ba'ones, it's some of the son force themselves upon her that the mayim is not going to be bodek. Why do we have to identify what the mayim will 
will not be bodek for because we don't want uh, people to think that my mamarim doesn't work. So we let it be known that it's it's only going to do its magic if she was bemazed, if she was beratzon. But if it was beshogig or baones, then it's not going to uh, to have the impact on her. Vidomaiser. Now we go on to describe how vidomaiser is bekalashon minala. And how do I know vidomaiser could be said in any language? Because the pasuk says we learn of Amira that it says by from Amira that it says by Sota where it says so just like Sota could be like we've already explained so so to be Omer that it could be in any language that uh, that the person wants to say it so says why does the time to learn from Sota that it could be Bekalashon Amira, why don't we learn Amira mi Leviim from the Lashon of Amira that it says by the Brachs and Klalos of the Leviim, and and therefore it should yield a different halacha that if we learn it from the Leviim, Ma Lahalon Bilashon Kodesh by the Leviim it's Bilashon Kodesh Afkan Bilashon Kodesh. So maybe we should say Vidur Meiser has to be Bilashon Kodesh instead of deriving it from Sota that it could be Bekalashon. Learn it from uh, from the Hargriz Mareval that it's got to be Bilashon Kodesh. So says more no done in. Amira Gredisa, me Amira Gredisa. We learn Vidur Maisa where it says the Lashon of Viamarta from Xerushava from Sota, where also it says Vaamar. But Vain Don Amir Gredisa, me Ania Va Amira. We can't learn Vidur Maisa where it just says the Lashon of Amira from Brachsel Kalos of the Levium where it says Vaanu Halavium Vaamru. So it's a less uh, it's a less exact comparison to Grizmarevel because it doesn't just say Amira, it says Vaanu. So now the Gemara tells us a little bit more about Vidur Meiser. Tanya, Reb Shimon Omer, Adam Omer Shivcho Bekal Namuch. In general, when a person is praising himself, he should do so quietly. Ugenuso Bekal Ram. When a person is denigrating himself, he should do that loudly. So Shivcho Bekal Namuch. How do I know that? I mean, Vidur Meiser. I learned that from Vidur Meiser because Vidur Meiser is Lo Avarti Mitzasecha Lo Shachachti. I did Kol Asher Tzivisani. I did everything right. So uh, it doesn't say Aloshen of Ania by Vidur. Because Ania would imply that you're saying something loudly. No, you're talking about how great you are, you do that quietly. But Gnusa be called Ram, how do I know a person is supposed to speak his Gnus in a loud voice? Mimikrabikurim, from Mikrabikurim, where we talk about the Rishos of Lavna Arami, who is the father of Rachel and Leah, that he wanted to be Oker, Oker Asakol, and uh, that Gnus, uh, a person should say be called Ram. It says, Vianisa Viamarta over there. So you see that it's got to be be called Ram. So it says more of Gnusa be called Ram. Should a person generally uh, speak ill of himself in a loud way to publicize all of his averos. Why is it that we daven quietly and we dafka don't daven in a loud voice? Because very often in tefillah, a person is reciting a vidui. They're, uh, they're recounting their sins that they that they violated. So you don't want that to be uh, embarrassing for a person to do. So we dafka do it in a quiet voice. And if you and if you want a precedent for that, we find 
that by the Karmen Chatas and the Karmen Ola, they're both shechted on the northern side of the Azara. And there's not a separate location for a Karmen Chatas, so that if someone sees someone bringing a Karmen, they're not going to automatically know that it's a Chatas. An Ola is an Ola from Dove, the guy's a Tzaddik. Chatas means that he did a really bad Avera. So we don't want to embarrass the guy who's bringing a Karmen Chatas. So you see, we don't go publicizing our Averas. You don't go around telling everybody what Avera you did. That's why Tefillah is quiet, and that's why a Chatas is brought in the same place as Nola. So it says, well, you're right. We don't go around telling anyone our Averos. You don't tell anyone our Averos. First of all, it shouldn't look like we're proud of our Averos. Second of all, we don't want other people who maybe don't violate those Averos to say, oh, he's a pretty good guy and he does those Averos. Maybe I should try some of those Averos. Right away, as soon as you're exposed to it, it takes down the level of, uh, you know, of uh, fear of the uh, virus that you have of that, uh, that Avera. So it doesn't mean you go around telling your Averos. It means that if you're struggling with something, uh, you know, that if a person is struggling with something, he has to share it with other people. I was just reading yesterday the uh, the hesped that Rav Salvechik gave for uh, for Rabbi Rifkin, who was a Rebbe in Tarev Vedas, he was a Lubavitcher Chassid, and uh, and 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 uh, the, the Salvechik was saying how uh, how how gedolim are generally very to themselves and they don't uh, share so much. But they need somebody to share with. And they also, and he said, this Rabbi Rifkin happened to have been that the Rebbe Rashab and the Freer Dikha Rebbe would, 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 would share their tzaros with him. And uh, it was, uh, they find someone that they know, that they can trust, that they could, because everybody needs that. So a person has to say, Tzaro la'acherim. Kiddetanya, like the Brisa elaborates, v'tamei tamei yikra, tzaruch lo'diyat tzaro l'rabim, v'rabim v'akshmal l'vrachimim, that you have to let your tzar be known to the rabim, and then other people will daven for you. Uh, that anyone who has anything that happens to him, he should let it be known. Going back to the discussion of why we say tefillah quietly, we said it's not to embarrass the over and we brought a precedent for that. That uh, the Karmen Chatos is brought in the same place Karmen Ola is brought, not to embarrass a guy bringing a Karmen Chatos. So it says more below, is there no chilik between a Karmen Chatos and a Karmen Ola? The Zrikas Adam is in a different place on the Mizbeah. So it will become obvious whether you have a Chatos or an Ola. So says Mara Hasam, Kohen Who sees that? Only the Kohen sees that. So only the Kohen is going to be in the know whether this is a Chatos or an Ola. But the, everybody else is not going to be able to see that. What about the fact that the Chatos is a Nekeva and the Ola is a Zachar? Won't everyone be able to see that if you're bringing a Nekeva that it's obvious that you're, you bring a Chatos? Hasam is Kasa Ba'alia. No, but the tail of the animal uh, will cover the, uh, the, the, that makom, so you won't be able to see uh, whether it's a zachar or a nekeva. People won't easily be able to see. Says Mar, Tenach Kivsa. That's if you decide to bring for your chatas a kivsa that has a tail. But Si'ira Ma'ikalimemer, what if you bring a Si'ira that doesn't have this big tail that's going to cover the, uh, the, the, the fact that it's in the keva and people will think that uh, people will realize right away that you're bringing a chatas? So says Mar, well, why did you choose to bring a Si'ira? Hasam Iu de Kamichsum Nashi, de Bailelelesu Kivsa, Kamaisi Si'ira. If a guy didn't want the world to know that he's bringing Karmen Chatos, let him bring a Kivsa. When he goes and he brings a Sira, he's letting the world know that he's bringing a Chatos. That's his own problem. So Chatos, yeah, but what about a Chatos that's brought for Avodazara, where it has to be a Sira? Says Gemara, yeah, Chatos for Avodazara, he deserves to be a little embarrassed. He needs a bigger Kapara. So let him be embarrassed a little bit so that maybe he'll get a better uh, a better Kapara. Then we said, Kriyashma, Minalan, how do I know 
the Kriya Shema is uh, it could be said Bechalashon because the Chsiv Shema Yisrael Bechalashon Shata Shemaya that it's in any language that you happen to speak. And then the Gemara says, but we have a Brisa that has a Machlokas. Tanurabanan Kriya Shema Kichsava that it should be the way it was written at Har Sinai, meaning Bloshon Hakodesh, and not in any other Lashon. Divrei Rebbe, but the Chum Omrim Bechalashon. The Chum say it could be said in any language. So our Mishnah, which says that Kriya Shema is on the list of things that could be said. Bechalashon is assuming like the Shita of the uh, of the Chachamim. So from tomorrow we'll get into what the basis of Rebbe Shita is, what the basis of the Rabbanan Shita is, what each one does with the other Shita. So from we'll get into that tomorrow. Everyone have a wonderful day.